made your eyes always think you could just talk your way out of but I'm trying to win but you must have forgot that my mouth is the reason we here right now yeah, as long as we get in this motherfucking paper and we stand ahead of their ass don't nothing else matter our crew ain't big enough to go to war yet T war means bodies bodies bring cops and cops kill business. Man, we got a product that creates its own demand. As long as we got my vision and your brains, bro, can't nobody fuck with us, man. But it's like I told you, the product ain't ours. Getting dope on consignment from Pat means we're renting the shit. Yeah. What's yeah. up, niggas? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Where was you when Big Meech bought the tigers in? Where was you? Man, I was out here earning stripes like a tiger skin. Oh. That's off the dome, though. Oh. That's, nah, nah, that's a lot. I was about to say, actually. That's Pusha T. Yeah. Shout out to Pusha. You could have lied Shout about anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Pusha, man. I know he was watching this junk. Uh, I hope he listened to this episode, too. In the crib going nuts. Yeah. 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 This is right up his alley, man. But uh, you know who it is, man. Grams of Snow. Hi, friends. We are here to, as promised, talk about. 50 cents bmf you had to know on stars you had to know this is episode one um how are you six i'm blessed highly favored good good you know bless we, god yeah <laughs> we uh you know we, we, how are you i'm we I'm, I'm cooling man i'm cooling man just uh you know fresh off the fresh off the watch uh yes. of bmf of bmf so you know just still still processing yeah. Still processing, but you know, we got this and we got the cocaine cowboys going at the same time, which we yes. almost done with cocaine cowboys. Yeah, so, so you'll get two this week. Yeah. You guys will get two episodes this week. Yeah, we finna be proper roommates. Listen, <laughs> my friends. Up, up in this motherfucking right. take oh, a nap in the studio. Look at me. I'm back to gangster trees. He cursing off the rip. Love that for you. Come on now. Look what Big Meech little Meech did to you. <laughs> yeah, little 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 Meech got me going. Pause. Hey yo, they hey, had a yo. They had a couple they pause a bars. Couple, bro. <laughs> what he say? King of the D. <laughs> king, king, king of the D. What he say? He said, "Look, what Both else? My the, mouth got us. Right. <laughs> what like, else? My hey, mouth yo, do or something I'm like that." I'm not even a pause individual. We grown, yeah. but I, he said, "You know what else? Our mouth, my mouth got my us. My mouth I got said, us. Hey, yeah. Yo. <laughs> oh, Shout out to Lil Meech, man. He killing his role, man. He killing his role. Shout out to me having to Google his age to make sure that he should be less right. Oh, okay. That I I would imagine as a father, right? I would imagine that has to be fire. This has to be, and even as a son too, you get yeah. a chance to kind of like it's it's one thing to learn your family's history where you come from. It's another thing to have to live through it. Yeah, you come out of you probably come out of with with a way different respect for like understanding the, people. Yeah, imagine um, him understanding why his grandmother put his father out. Now. Yeah, understanding why I don't know if him and his aunt may be estranged. Understanding why that may have happened or how that may have happened. How right? You know how you know the relationship with him and his grandfather because yeah. of, you know be, because of what he yeah. you know had with Big Meech, man. I just think that that's fire, man. Whoever. Um, whoever, you know, like, uh, okay, so that happened, that happened before with Ice Cube and O'Shea. But right? it wasn't the same, right? Because that was like a, a chunk of time in a movie. I get what you're Lo saying. Demetrius Jr. has to live as Demetrius Sr. for as long as this show goes on. That's true. And like, even he seems to, like, I'm not an actor, right. but he seems to be method acting almost. So the amount of time he probably had to spend with his father the things his father may have had to tell him that he may not have known before. Right. He's going to have to have his father's mannerisms even more than before. Mm. His speech, his walk, like 
there are people alive who knew him right. who were going to be looking for that comparison. And he, you know. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, but I, I will rebut rebut a little bit. I mean, I, just depending on how deep you go as an actor. And I forget what it is. Is um, Ice Cube's son named O'Shea? Yes. Okay, okay. So, um, you, yeah, because he's Junior, O'Shea mm-hmm. Jackson Jr. Um, you still, even when preparing for a film, you know, it, it, I get what you're saying. Like the television show is definitely a lot longer. It's, right. it's a lot it's longer. The time period. I'm yeah. saying is, makes yeah. a difference. Uh, you know, and um, shout out to Lil Easy, man. Lil Easy E2, man, because, uh, you know, just fun little story, man. So I produced um, a music video for Styley called Jack and Chevy's. You did. Okay. Amazing we shot it video. out. In, we shot it out in Compton. Uh huh. That's okay. what I learned. Tracy was a gangster in real life. He told me the story like behind that video, and I was like, you did this? Huh. Oh, it wasn't nothing gangster about that. But well, another video, just your trip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the trip, the trip. Yeah. So you know, um, uh, you know, we had to get a liaison in Compton. Shout out to Polly. Okay, <laughs> Should Knight's niece. Shout out to Polly. She held us down. Uh, Big Face One Hundred showed us love. That's um, that's game older brother. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying he held us down out 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 Brazil Street. But but one of the um. We shot a little bit in Easy E Mama crib, the, the, the oh. house that Easy E grew up in. So okay. if you look closely, like Easy E Mama is in the video. Oh, dope! And behind her house is like a shed that still has the old computer that like NWA used to record on. Shut and shit. up! No, dead ass. And and there was like old like Polaroid pictures around with like <gasps> like you know Easy and all them niggas like it you know they early twenties late teens. Um, that's so fire. But uh, got a chance to build a relationship with Easy Son, mm-hmm. you know, and th- and so the same time we were shooting this video, they were shooting straight out of Compton, okay, in Compton as well. You know what I'm saying? This it, the crazy part is this is like a couple days before that shit happened with Suge, where he ran over the niggas. Yeah, and um, I um, I went out to the set during um when they were shooting the shot where. Dr. Dre was leaving his mama house with the crates. Mm-hmm. They were shooting that on the street in Compton. And um, I, that's that's the day that I went to set. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, you know, that, that's where I had to go meet Polly. And uh, and I got a chance to meet the dude Bone, who uh, who I talked about with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he, I think he was one of the guys that was involved in that situation. So okay. that was just kind of, you know, got a chance to shake his hand, told him that I really like, you know, bastards. I, I know y'all may not care about none of this shit, but I'm getting it off anyway. Yeah, Treasy's tre- okay. I am the fake gangster. Treasy is the mild manner, probably because he's an actual gangster. No, nah, like, no, nah, far from, far from. Of course. But um, long story short, the, this whole thing that I'm getting at is that I had a con- we were having a conversation with Easy, and he was just talking about how he really campaigned. He really tried to campaign for his, fu- you know, to play Easy E. Yeah. The real Easy E, and you know, I think he went through the auditioning process and everything like that, and and you know. I don't want to give you know too much away about the conversation because I, I ain't talked to him about talking about yeah, the conversation, yeah, yeah. but it was just a long conversation about you know him not getting the role and you know just just kind of what we're talking about how how what that would have meant for appreci- him right he would appreciate it to to play his to father honor his in the movie in that way, especially yeah. his father being gone and, and even though Jason Mitchell gave an amazing performance man I wish Lil Easy would have had that chance. And to that effort, I think that maybe to avoid that, maybe just take him under his wing. 50 Cent spent over a year with Lil Meech. Yeah. Getting him ready for this part so he could. I don't think I don't think it was ever anyone else who was going to play. I don't think this would have came out until Lil Meech was ready. Yeah. 
the way that they talk about it. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Like they groom when 50 decided to do the show, mm-hmm. be it at demand of BMF or not, I don't know. Okay. But I know that he spent over a year uh. grooming Lil Meech for this part. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay, that's dope. So, so that, that gives me an immense amount of respect for 50, but I would imagine because mm-hmm. I saw that like um I saw that uh T, uh, Southwest T, Terry mm-hmm. Flannery is actually a producer on this joint. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that leads me to believe that that might have been, he might have had a lot to do with that decision too. Well, I know? imagine that, I imagine Big Meech is also a producer, right? Like, or is he I didn't a see writing his... credit? He Is it him narrating? I was wondering that because I, I I don't really know. Like, I feel like Meech, Meech has like a way, from what I remember, Meech has like more of a country drawl to his speech. That could be the him. Midwest is just the South, but he's niggas. but he's still in the feds though, so I don't know how they would line that up. It's he's still he's still in the feds, so I don't know how they would line that up. But while she looking that up, man, I just realized we haven't introduced the show. We missed y'all. Uh, I mean, sorry, we, we did introduce We're the show, in our bag. but we ain't introduced ourselves. We didn't do the thing. Okay, we didn't do the thing. So on the on the a mic because we've already established that I'm the a. You're gonna milk that shit the yeah, fuck dry. Why not? This is why you can't agree with men. They're not good people. Dang, that's how I go? Yeah, we're getting it straight to the shit. Oh, you mad, div- divisive, divisive. What's the word? Divisive. divisive. I see. I thought I heard somebody say divisive and it made me second guess myself. Were they British? No, nah, they weren't British. They say things like divisive and advertisement. And, yeah, and, and, uh, and, um, aluminium. Al- aluminium. Yeah, that's funny. Well, and, that's uh, how the word spelled in there. In that yeah, yeah. But, uh, so that's the B mic that you just heard talking. This is the A mic. Your buddy go catch Treasy. fire. Treasy, a.k.a. Nat King Coke. Okay, I'm keeping it light. Nat King Coke. Boy, go mm. to hell. Shout out, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Chris. Shout out to our our, our lawyer on retainer, Chris. He shot me like four okay. good names, and I plan okay. on exhausting them all. Of course. Okay. And uh, on the B mic there, you hear my co-host, <laughs> my co-host six, a.k.a. Cream Latifah. Bitch, <laughs> no, nah, nah, but that's no nah, cream Latifah fly though. I like that. Who you calling a bitch? <laughs> we but need some U N I T Y in this motherfucker. I made a funny. Yeah, yeah, but um, um, we you know we back to our original format. So if you listen to this show during the snowfall, we kind of have more of a format than we have have been giving you for Cocaine Cowboys. Cocaine Cowboys was just a very small series, you know appetizer offering that we were doing but we back to original format with the weigh-in where you know we we talk about where this episode ranks in terms of like the brick scale system Mm -hmm. you know whole brick being the episode was amazing half a brick was episode was all right quarter brick episode was schnoodoo Schnoodoo <laughs> was episode was trash. Okay, what up, dog? And I gotta talk like I'm from the D now. You don't. They don't say schnoodoo. The, the D don't say schnoodoo. I don't think I'm not from the D. I don't even know um, what schnoodoo means. It's yeah. not even a beach thing either. So yeah, that's just that's, that's a mashup thing. thing. That's yeah. what it was like. That's a, that's a it. treasy thing. Got but it. quarter brick means it's trash. Quarter brick and anything under means is you know it's trash. So. Um, the game is always hopefully no quarter bricks. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, so we do the weigh in, then we go to the the, the breakdown. You know, that's a, a play on the name where we break down each episode gram by gram. We mm-hmm. take take the brick, the whole thing, and bust break it, it down. down, bust it down by grams. Um, then we hit you with the infamous Rico Awards. Okay, the Rico Awards. You guys seem to enjoy the Rico Awards as well. Well, where we talk about who you know who was the basically the most important character this episode and the most important scene of the episode. And uh, 
we had a little fun segment called there's a hove line for that there's a hove line for that so you know there is a hove line for everything but we're not going to exhaust hove on this this time we're just going to give you whatever rap bars out there probably more than likely from a luxurious gangster uh drug dealer rapper yeah okay to fit whatever mood this particular episode was giving us so yeah um that's how we gonna lay it out people that have heard this before i'm i'm, I'm sorry for the repeat but our new listeners welcome Hi. that's what we're gonna do with this keep your feet off our fucking furniture yeah did come you, in enjoy yourself did you find anything about uh what were you looking up it doesn't say i there's oh whether that was big yeah Meech's whether it's voice. him narrating or not my money my money is on it's not because Meech is in the feds, but I've seen stranger things happen with niggas in NBA the feds. NBA Youngboy just released an album. Oh, he's in he's in prison? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Yo, NBA... Sean released an album from jail? He did, but and it sounded like it was over the phone, though. Yeah, that was years ago. So I imagine for Technology this, is... his lawyer goes in and says, hey, read this real quick. Yeah. Like... I, I, I would imagine that. Like, I mean, I know the feds is probably strict, but I would imagine that the there was... Not if we've learned nothing else from our time That's enjoying true. mafia movies and shit. That's the true. Feds, but, but, the feds. The small community. See, okay, the feds is probably not strict with like Italian mobsters and fucking cartel people. No, but, but with from, black folks. But from know. my understanding in general, and again, I'm not a gangster in real life, but... Mm. Jail versus prison. J- prison's much more lax than much jail is because jail is where you go like for less than a year, basically. Yeah. Oh, um, Tupac did do a more... whole interview in 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 prison, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Like, there's tons yeah. of interviews in prison, and then the feds. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in prison, your your dream is to go to the feds because it's like living in a community center. Yeah, you just happen to have guards. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, um, fuck it. I think I think we did enough short talk. We did. Let's hit this way. What's it? Jeremy, look, I'm I'm a changed man, all right? But I'm gonna tell you what, though. When you see Duke, you tell him that Lamar Silas is back in town. And the next time I'm back in here, I expect things to go back to the way they were. You understand? All right, Bet Six. Well, um, before we get into this weigh-in, man, I want to shout out another podcast, man. I think a podcast that, you know, not to divert any listeners, but, you know, these podcast spaces are we enough. listen to them. <laughs> this is enough for yeah. more than one Everybody group of people. Yeah, man. But I I, I want to make sure that uh, we're going to break this thing down and we're going to be as thorough as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this story takes place in Detroit yes. and the surrounding areas of Detroit. And it's a true story. So we have to be careful with it. And it's a true story. So yeah. so there's a lot of things that probably ha- that are going to happen in these episodes that are very native to Detroit. Um, so for that, I want to make sure if you guys are listening to us and you're looking for another podcast that I'm almost a hundred percent positive is going to be breaking down BMF. Yeah. It is this it's, it's a podcast called This Week in Culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, you know, shout out to the uh to Jay Johnson and uh and Aunt Jay, man. What hey up, though? Um they they I'm phenomenal a th- podcasters. They're really good. They're, they have really good energy and they're actually from the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're probably going to want to tap into them for a lot of the specifics, some of the, you know, very, very specific things that are native to Detroit. I'm sure they're going to have some insight on it. Uh, and again, it's called This Week in Culture. So go like, subscribe I'm excited to, to hear them break down um, the three areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South Detroit, uh, Ruger and Esco, Escrows, like that. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm CMR. We're already doing it. Yeah, being careful. Ecro, uh, yeah, something like that. No yeah, disrespect at all. But I'm excited. I'm sure there's more 
to the tension and just the relationships between those three areas. I'm excited to hear them talk about that. Right. So I'm gonna be tapping into them for sure. Um, but uh, off the off the rip, man. I mean, I give this episode a a, a whole brick. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A whole brick, man. It 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 gave us a good uh gave us a good hot bed of who these characters are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a complicated story, right? It's drugs, territory, right? You know, Wood Harris. Wood Wood <laughs> this yo Wood got to be tired of playing drugs at this no, he's point. Not. Huh? No, he's not. Yeah, but he he played every like he like in he adjacent to like every drug property that's out there somehow. But you know what's man. crazy? He plays different parts of the story every time. He's not pigeonholed to the meat guy who becomes something. Right. Right? He he really does play every That's true. Every area of it. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's enjoyable watch. He has like a um he kind of feels like when I watch him act he kind of feels like he's at that point where he's just like, don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do now. This is fun for me. I get to wear loud suits and big jewelry. Yeah, and he just like, he just goes all in, man. And I really enjoy watching him uh, play these sort of things, yeah. man. So, uh, but yeah, this episode is a whole brick to me, man, just because off the gate, they gave us a little bit of everything. A little bit of sex, a little bit of drugs. Cash doll titties. Come on, we're going to talk about Ooh, cash doll titties. That's somebody's mama. We ain't talking too much about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. No, respectfully. Mother. Respectfully. I don't want to, I don't want to objectify yeah. cash doll. There's but, a whole but, baby in there. But there, but, oh yeah, right now, yeah, now there was a baby is. in there then. Oh, there was a baby in there she, then. She eight, nine months pregnant. While she was riding Little Meech. Baby might have been fresh, but baby. Nah, nah. They record. Nah. I, babies take a long time. I mean, they don't take nine months. They they recorded this way longer than nine months know. ago. I don't know. Yeah, but but th- there's no doubt about it that the star of this episode was Cash Doll's titties. Oh, my God. Anyway. There's no doubt about it. The streets is going crazy. They, they've been waiting on this. <laughs> oh, y'all were on Twitter showing y'all ass behind <laughs> Cash Doll's titties. Oh, were we? I haven't been on Twitter. I don't the, know. You niggas are nasty. That what? is somebody's mother. Everybody, as for the most part, at some point is somebody's mama or came from somebody. Mama That's titties fine. is okay. But she's like, act- <laughs> mama titties is absolutely okay, bro. Like, but she's like actively like, there's a baby in there right now. Yeah, like, yeah, but can't wait a couple at, weeks till she drop. Like, yo, fam, see, this is where no, this I'm gonna tell you how this is wrong. What you're saying because basically you're saying because she pregnant now we can't appreciate her her bare naked breast <laughs> at a time she wasn't at a time that she wasn't pregnant, right? It just. No, but oh. but see, with the equivalent to that, all right. So every at some point, every woman at some point, every woman is underage. Okay, don't do that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm okay, but I'm showing you why it, your logic is fucked. That's up. fine, but you're about to make it way too serious. Don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. You're about to make it way too serious. Right? Well, you get the logic. You you're get about where to take I'm going. Us to a dark it. place. Yeah, you get where I'm going. You're about to take us it. to a dark place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm giving this a whole brick. Okay. It was really good. Lots of information, and just so you guys know, so no one makes fun of me later. I don't know the BMF story. Yeah. Like past this part of it or we were sitting in the studio one day and mm-hmm. we were like off the cuff just talking about BMF and she's like, yeah, you know, that's how Jeezy got on. I was like, really? Yeah. He looked at me like I had three breasts. He was like, excuse me. I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about it. So if you hear me asking questions that may seem yeah. like common knowledge, I am, I'm sure someone else doesn't know it. So I am purposely not researching right researching okay. it to make sure that i ask questions other people may have not so y'all can rip me to shred something y'all enjoy doing um <laughs> but if we decide to do the thing we talked about where we will talk about other stories and such and include bmf of course i'll be not more knowledgeable than in my right. research but for this i am staying purposefully um unaware so okay this set a good stage for me and 
this is my first time meeting these people for real. Mm-hmm. This is my first time like getting to know. Like I've heard the name Big Meech in rap songs, but yeah, I know the fucking name. So yeah. like, yeah, and so you bring up a good point. I mean, I don't know. I'm only familiar with BMF like after they were established in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I know like I know bullet points of their life like in this particular era right but i haven't done any sort of deep dive so i so in this particular space me and you are going to be on the same page in terms of like we'll be calling aunt and jay yeah uh, yeah i would love to be able to get them on this (laughs) on on this convo here and there man but um yeah i just want to be clear about that i'm not i'm not a bm i don't i'm not a bms bmf expert but but i know when jeezy came out you know and what i was telling her is like jeezy to me, probably had the best street rollout of all time of mm-hmm. a rapper that I think we talk about, but it dawned on me that people in your era, like when did you graduate high school again? 2007. Right. So he was already a full-blown superstar right. by, by 2007. But like, I in got this introduced area, to him. anyway, that's kind of where we right. got him. We didn't see Jeezy's like rollout, right. especially if you're 13 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Like apparently... He, 2003 2004 yeah. is when he started to get on i was 13 like i don't know yeah. shit about shit i was listening to fucking paramore some shit so right. like <laughs> when i graduated he was already jeezy yeah so i didn't yeah and see, i was a kid see i i got introduced to jeezy i was saying about oh four shout out to ty gracie man ty gracie was the first nigga that put me on to jeezy and, and gracie's like he like bubba chuck right hand man he oh, wanted okay. one of bubba chuck people so you know he was you know they running around the globe and Mm-hmm. having access to information and Bubba Chuck is Allen Iverson for people who are not if you do from not know Virginia. that leave this podcast no a lot of people I mean we got a lot of people from Cali that listen to us six he's still Bubba Chuck everybody doesn't know him as Bubba Chuck okay AI's name is Bubba Chuck yeah that's Bubba nobody calls him Allen Iverson in Virginia nobody you call, call him Allen Iverson we'd be like where are you from yeah exactly <laughs> <That's> um, <Bubba. laughs> so but yeah no nah, Gracie was the you know he was the one who he, you know he put me on to the you know the whole uh, the Raw Report documentary Man, yeah, Jeezy was a phenomenal. If you wasn't around of a certain age to see Jeezy roll out, I don't think there, I don't think there is any rapper that has ever rolled out as gangster, as organic, and as big as Jeezy in rap music, including Fifty Cent, and not excluding anyone. To me, I'm he excited. had the illest rollout. I'm excited to see them tell that story here. Yeah, but, I want. They probably won't get into it in season one. I would imagine. No, no, no not at all. But, but yeah. I just brought it up just so people understand that Detroit is a real place. The story is a real story. These are real people, for sure. So if you hear us, um, maybe not catch a nuance or miss a nuance, blame our heads, not our hearts. Yeah. So we we don't know. Right. So again, and Aunt and I'm sure Aunt and Jay will let us know if we're wrong. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Well, shit, man, we don't weigh this brick in. You want to bust it down? Let's what we're here for. All right, let's do it. This might be our new location. Ain't this 12th Street, sir? Yeah, but shit, you see any of them around? No, I'm telling y'all, they know it's dead up here. We'll do better up there by the court. Hell nah, nigga. There's way too many kids there. All right, bet, man. We up in the uh, bus down territory. Um, Hold on. Give me a pause one second. Oh, my God. Cash Dolls. So we have the episode running on silent or recording. Cash Dolls titties are out. Give him a second to enjoy himself and be a pervert about this woman who's why I gotta, pregnant. Why I gotta be... Yo, you disgusting with that, bro. First of all... That's I'm, somebody's mama, yo. Yeah. Yo, man. 
Shout out, every, yo, shout out to people's mamas. How about that? And also that? shout out to Lil Meech looking completely unenthused like it's not cash dolls off of him. Man, he trying, you know what he With thinking right now? ass smirk. He he's try- trying to sing, he's singing the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> he got, listen, I wouldn't even know what to do in a scene like that, bro. Like, I, like. Nigga, you put cash doll and her titties on top of yeah, me. I might get a boner. It's game over, dog. So, uh, so th- I'll take this time to, to educate, to educate y'all with something, man. Something uh-huh. that I learned. Um, cause I, you know, producing a project, shout out to my partner Fitz, man. Hi um, Fitz. Um, and Trey, shout out to Trey too. Hey. Uh, a big Trey. Uh, we put together this project that's kind of centered, it's basically centered around sex work. Mm-hmm. And we shot something down in Atlanta at the end of last year, you know, during quarantine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, um, you know, just something to kind of like, like what they, like a proof of concept yeah. for what we, cause we, we, you know, it's a scripted series. And, um. I, in doing that, I learned about a position on films called a um, an intimacy coach. Mm-hmm. That's so a real thing. It's a very real yeah. thing, man. So when they're shooting scenes like this, like with Cash Doll with the nice titties riding on Lil Meech. <laughs> Yo, he got to be 20. He's 21. He's born 2000. He yeah. got to be losing his shit. Yeah, that thing worked. <laughs> it worked. It, it worked to maximum capacity at 21. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, but but respectfully with Cash Doll, respectfully because, somebody's mother. Yeah, it is, but I mean, t- I think you know, titties are the titties to are be enjoyed. You know what I'm saying? And like, she bought those. Yeah, no, no she paid. No, I listen, didn't know who the surgeon that is. Was, that was a was what's the what's the big Benz? What's that a C class? Baby, SLS. I don't know. There was she. That's a big that's Benz AMG right there. That, yeah, she 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 got every penny worth. Um, assuming that she bought them, I'm no, no, I, she I don't didn't. know. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. Um. But yeah, there's a you hire an intimacy coach for scenes like that that are very like sexual in nature, mm-hmm. um, you know, to make sure that everybody's comfortable and they got all types of tricks and stuff to make sure that it stays where it belongs. S- simulated sex, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and not like the real thing and nothing Cause, slips. Because I mean, you right. can't control biology; it's going right, to be what it is. Right. But there is you don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. There's, a, there's an air of professionalism, so you know, shout out to them for making the uh, make, making the set comfortable enough for Cash Daughter. To, to reward us all. <laughs> all right, that's the last one. That's the last one. We ain't, we ain't finna talk about cash doll titties the whole time. Um, Maybe. So it seems that the perspective of this is, m- m- it opens up with Meech coming back to the D, right? In a, he, right? Yes, but I am jaded, right? So Why? every time I see a floor length fur, I get nervous. Why is that? Because nothing good comes when the leader of the show has a floor-length fur on. Right, you learned that from American Gangster? From everything. <laughs> Nothing that, good happens in every Italian movie. It, go, it goes wrong with the full-length fur. Come length on. The, chin, the, chinchilla, the chinchilla mess up everything. Come huh? on. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, them, them the spoils of, you know, you get all this money to look good, I guess. That's the thing. I so, imagine. You know, you, know, you got to wear that chinchilla. But I, So it just seems like the whole perspective of this series is him reflecting on the things that got him in the place that he's in which is obviously the feds yes that is are you agree with that that seems to be be the angle of the show it feels like he's telling a story okay or whoever's narrating as big meech if it is not him yeah um it's like telling a life story good even the things they're choosing to cover Mm -hmm. um because like i noticed when I keep wanting to call him a little Meech, but he's big Meech in this show. Right. So when Demetra. Yeah. When Meech got kicked out, you never know where he went. Mm-hmm. Cause it wasn't 
if someone was telling you that story, it wouldn't be that serious, mm-hmm. right? It would be like, yeah, my dad kicked me out and such and such happened. And it, it feels like that, right? Or when we hear about Lamar and his, or not hear about when we find out how psycho he is, yeah, we don't dive deep into the relationship that he had with Cash Doll and her boobies. Right. And we don't dive deep into, we, we, we learn who he was as far as a drug dealer, but yeah. It, again, it feels like someone letting you know who this guy is and how he pertains to the story versus watching the story unfold. Right. So it, it does have an air of narration about it that I'm enjoying. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like it too. I mean, so I have you been watching Raising Canaan? Because I haven't. No. Okay, but it seems like he, you know, it seems like Fifty Cent doing his "Everybody Hate Chris" impression, where he like narrating through every scene yes. i haven't seen raising canaan so I, I i can't speak on it um well let's talk about this theme song there's one thing 50 gonna do this nigga. he gonna get 10 checks off of one show so i wonder when you do something like that d- does every time you somebody watches does it count as a stream i don't know but on, i in music i don't know but i do know that the theme songs go on streaming. I have the power theme song. Right. Of course, I listen yeah. to it. Yeah. This one ain't no different. I'm gonna go find this. Yeah, no, that's this one was hard. The only time we hear 50 rapping yeah. is on the opening scene uh, yeah. or whatever show he got going. See, did he do that on Raising Canaan? Yeah. He had a song on Raising Canaan? I'm too? fairly certain it's him. We oh, double check okay. before I get to talking. Cause yeah. I watched two episodes of that. Oh yeah, I don't even know. But yeah, I, you know, obviously this is 50 rollout. He gonna he gonna sell records while he's selling you while he's selling you a uh, 50 gonna get 17 checks <laughs> off of one thing. Green light gang. I'm not I gonna imagine. lie, I like the way he moved though. I like I, I like the way he moved with that. Um Yeah, but the song is fire. You know, Wish Me Luck, I think it's called. Um Part of the game and Raising Cane and 50 Cent. There, there it is, man. So he can, so he gonna mess around and do a whole album, with, uh, show tunes. Sick of his shit. <laughs> a whole show tunes EP. Sick of his shit. Um, something I did want to bring up too, man. It, I, it looked like Tasha Smith directed this episode, and usually, like in a TV show, whoever directs the first episode in turn gets an it, that earns them an executive producer credit. Okay. So Tasha Smith, if I'm not mistaken, that was uh, um that was the girl who played um uh the twins and ATL's mama. Yes, you who know, was also a twin. She's also a twin, right? Yeah. It, 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 she was also in um, Why Did I Get like, Married? Why did I get married? Yeah. yeah. Boom. I just went, I got Boom. the shot. <laughs> but, but it, we got to record this one day so y'all can see it acting. I don't, I don't know if y'all know, she's like a certified acting coach. Yeah. Like she's like a very big deal. She, she makes a more lot money behind the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I believe that's her that directed this. So I, I like that for Tasha, man, because. Anytime you hear people talk about her, it's like very esteem. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like she does her thing for people behind the scenes. So shout out to Tasha Smith for getting the EP check on this dang thing. Um, uh, all right. I'm going to tell you something that I learned from this. Okay. Right off the rip. I always thought that Southwest T, Terry, T, whatever. They refer to him He's as T, T on right now. Yeah. I always thought that T was older than Meech. I never knew that Meech was older than T. I learned that on this, and that's really? pr- that's probably a rookie. That's probably a rookie mistake. I'm pretty sure I'm like the only nigga who thought that. Why would you know that when they're adults? Yeah, you you just yeah. wouldn't. Doesn't T- matter when they're adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, all right. And again, it would seem like as they got older. I no, Meech still feels big brotherish to me. Just in the way that he, it feels like. T 
tea is probably very important in keeping him mellow mm-hmm. at some point. Um, because again, I'm assuming that he did not really die. Of course, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a yeah. producer on the show. Listen, I was very nervous in <laughs> the show. I was yeah. like, oh my god! I was like, okay, this is yeah, weird. spoiler alert. He does not die. If you're listening to this, <laughs> I mean, uh, this is this whole thing is a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, don't yeah. come in here if you haven't watched it. Yeah, well, I mean. Oh, my spoiler alert is that he's actually alive. See, if you're watching this, you probably think that he might have died at the end. But oh, spoiler okay, alert okay. is that he's not dead. He's a producer he's on the producing show. He's producing it. Ta-da. <laughs> Terry um, Flannery. You yeah. know, that whole Flannery name. Yeah. Um, you got the Flannery feet. Fl- what is that about? Them niggas is nasty. What is that about? I don't get it. Because um, you chuckled when he said that. Niggas with big feet have big hands. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got you know, it, got it, big got feet it. I, big hands. Wow, I'm childish for not even catching that. But you caught cash doll titties, I know. Yeah, that's a fact. I was enamored. Ridiculous. <laughs> Boy, go to hell. Um, but even that, like you see, even when you go to, they leave, you know, you see Big Meech coming back to his homecoming party. Mm-hmm. And watching the show reminded me that Detroit created house music and techno. I always mm. forget that house music is black music mm-hmm. until someone from Detroit reminds me. Mm. Um, and they will very much let you know that's they shit. Yeah. Um, but even the scenes with them in the house where they interacted and him like sunning him, I was like, oh, that's such like very close in age big brother shit to do. Yeah, it is. It, and is. it was so cute with his little nerdy ass got to go in the car with him. Yeah, he was yeah. so excited. That was a good scene. In slow mo, yeah, like, I had to go with my big brother. That was a really good scene. That 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 was a really good scene. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was a shock to me, man. I always thought Southwest T was older than Meech, um, and I don't know where I got that concept from, you know. But I'm, I'm glad they debunked that for me. Um, what I like about it is that they're clearly setting up the personalities. Yes, which where it where it seems like, and this is what this is this is probably why I thought T was older. Because whenever you kind of like learn about them, see, T T always seemed like he was more of like the mastermind, Mm -hmm. right? In terms of like, you hear him talking about branding, you know, about the whole thing being called the 50 50 boys. And he made the comment with your brain and my brawn, like, you know, we'll get shit done. And you see, you know, he he was engaged in a conversation about Karl Marx, Marxism Mm -hmm. at school. You know, all he's he's and he didn't drop out of school like right. like he enjoyed it. Almost. Yeah, like Meech. Yeah. So they're obviously setting it up. You know, Meech is the brawn because he made a comment like, "Yo, you pulling out guns, nigga? That's that's my that's role. My lane. <laughs> that's yeah. my lane. Yeah." So he a shooter. You know, spoiler alert: Meech does kill somebody in real life. Imagine. You know? I mean, I'm, I would imagine it's probably. But, but I, I think know the he things was, that even people who don't know, right? You yeah. can assume that. Meech take thing, takes things very seriously and, and the line of work that he's in would require loyalty. But I think what I learned most about him from this episode is his commitment to that word. Mm. Right? Because even as a little boy, it was in his commitment to family, people he loves and taking care of them by whatever means, right? Yeah. Like when his little brother said, you're not working at Wendy's. I want to go with you. He was like, no. Yeah. They seem to be very close. But right. he was like, no, you can't do this. Right. You can't do this. Yeah, that's fly. Right. And then it became the whole thing with the weapon. I don't say the G word. I'm sorry, have it. A you don't gun, say gun? It's a euphemism. Growing up because we were allowed to use them and uh-huh. and not play with them, but like okay. learn about them. We mm-hmm. weren't allowed to say that word. Interesting. Yeah, okay. gun is a toy at my house. A weapon is yeah, but sorry. So if yeah. you hear me say weapon, don't I'm nerding out. Okay. Um, but even when the weapon was found in the drawer and he was like, yo, get one, he told him, why do you have this? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think you are? You're my kid brother. Right. Um, two, get it out mama house. Yeah. 
before she whipped our ass. Yep. Spoiler alert. He got him kicked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, he got him kicked out. And then when his parents confronted him, he didn't save his own ass. Yeah, right. That was foreshadowing. And when his brother came in and didn't say anything, he, 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 stood he still up. kept it cool. Well, he, stu- he, he specifically stood up. Like, he stood up. I mean, not literally stood up, but he like... He he got more aggressive. Like instead of being quiet about it, he took the charge. Right. He took the charge to make I, sure they wouldn't ask his brother about and I, it. And I think there's there's a lot of foreshadowing. I I feel like there's a lot of foreshadowing with that, especially considering that like Meech is still in prison, and and, and T is not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even. So I, I would imagine that like, you know, when it comes to taking the charge, he'll wear that. And 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 I think I think that's what they're setting up with with Meech's character is that he. He'll take the L for his brother. You know what I'm saying? Or even, I'm just saying, in, like, it seems to be a, a creed of his. Because even with Coda, mm-hmm. when she decided to go off on her own and not go off on her own, but to slash Price without talking to anybody, mm-hmm. he was like, no, we're going to talk to her, but she's ours. So yeah. she ain't going nowhere. Why would I punish her for thinking outside the box? Right? right. Like, stuff like that. It was like, okay. You get, because again, this is my introduction to right. me. So it's like, okay, I'm getting a sense of, who you are and how you may have gotten to where you are. The some of the oddly good reasons that you may have gotten where you are. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, you're saying something interesting because what they what they really showed us is that Demetrius and T came from a really good family. Yes, they did. They came from a family that prayed over dinner. Their mom and daddy loved each other. That they, was nasty. Right. They, <laughs> they ate dinner together. They prayed over dinner. Like it was it was a two family structure. Their father was a hard blue collar worker for GM. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so they They so, cared about their feelings, what they had. They would they would go without for their kids struggled like There you go. Yeah. So family was ingrained in them and even, you know, the way people talk about yeah, but y'all y'all fight all the time, but it's like no, that's just that's how us. we do with our family. You know what I'm when saying? We cashed on her boobies ass. That's dysfunctional. He's like, no, nah, it's how we show love. That's a fact. Yeah, but, but see, but while you're saying something important, is I'm gonna take it a step further because when you think about the name BMF, it's Black Mafia family. family. It didn't stop at Mafia. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Black Mafia family, and I think that's when when I used to hear about the legend of Meech, anybody who was like adjacent to them or rocked with them. He took care of them. Right. You know, everybody was shining. And that was the thing that made their movement really big is that if you was on the BMF team, the reason why that meant something is because you were somebody like you. Like, even if, you know, even if you were lower on the totem pole, you were still you were still important. Like he empowered you. Coda. Exactly. Yeah. So that I think, you know, that's what. Yeah. That scene. Or Cato. Is, excuse me. Her name is Cato. Yeah. I can't remember. But Ajiona. Alexis. Yes. Beautiful you, young lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She seemed like she got a little bit of acting chops too. Um mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see her sort of like spread her wings. But she reminds me of myself. One of the niggas until she put a dress on. Oh, okay. That's you? One of the niggas you put a dress on? No, I'm always one of the niggas to be honest with you. Oh, okay. You just be a nigga in a dress. You be Dennis Robin. Imagine a dress. <laughs> huh? Imagine a dress. Imagine a dress. <laughs> um yeah, man, but family obviously is probably gonna be a motif. I would imagine throughout this entire shit, mm-hmm. um, but and, and, and everybody got on when he was when they were shining, everybody shined. Um, but yeah, but just the whole legend of like Southwest T and Big Meech, you know, T. I guess he started he he took the operation to the West Coast, and Meech took the operation to Atlanta, and it it from what I understand, and I don't know how true this is, and I can't remember where where my source is for this. Uh, if I read it somewhere, I saw it on a documentary. T was more like the way they portray like 
Frank Lucas in American Gangster was like, he don't want to be flashy. You know, he want to stay low and get his bread. That's how he. That's how they portray him to be. That's how it seems like he was. Like, I don't want us to get too deep into what happens outside of this range. I get you, but because we're gonna run out for next stuff because we can't tell everything we know now. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm gonna tell you why I think it's important because I, I okay, it's, it's clear with this Lamar Silas. You know, there's layers to this. We're gonna start getting into story that like territory that I don't know anything about. But I think what's important is to understand the foundation of who they are, Mm -hmm. because at some point they're going to start making decisions and we need to understand what that compass is with those decisions. When they start when they start making more money, there's going to be a little bit more dissension, probably. Right. I would imagine. Right. But I think they're building that in these first couple of episodes, like they're building that compass now. Yeah. I just don't want us for people who may be like me. Okay. I don't want us to spill everything. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I'll leave it alone. Yeah. Um. Okay, it's something else I didn't take into consideration. When they started cracking in the late 80s, no mm-hmm. pun intended, <laughs> cracking. <laughs> um, yo, is that where that comes from? What's cracking? I don't know. Is that where that comes from? Is that the etymology of it? I don't know. Uh, that's, that's some urban anthropology for your ass. Yeah, that's something to look up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that their reign started in the late 80s. I thought they kind of came in through the 90s. Okay. Um, so that was pretty dope to see them it rapping may have. on DMC. And, I mean, now they clearly showing, they said 1980-something. Clearly, and, and, you know, they listening to, yeah. like I said, they listening to Rum DMC. So that's got to be like but right before 88, the, 87. When, right before he leaves to go see his, before T's baby is born, mm-hmm. he gets the page or whatever. They're talking about going to buy their own. Mm-hmm. So this isn't technically their reign. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay, let me rephrase. I don't mean their reign. I mean, like, when they started building the empire. This like, ain't their empire they're building. It's pets. Well, but this is, the, they're obviously, they're, this is a foundation is laying shore. Yeah. This is a foundation, but I don't think it's their empire because they're, they're very purposely setting up to show us the difference between. So, right. I guess all I'm saying is I didn't realize that their story started in the 80s. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Because like, if you think about it, they, these niggas didn't get popped until like 2006, somewhere around then. I don't know. So you're talking about a 20 year run with no prison time that's a that's a i mean just think about drug dealer etiquette right like that's Mm -hmm. that's a long time to be running shit yeah you know what i'm saying so that was shocking to me Mm -hmm. is that you know to see that their empire just kind of started it the foundations of their empire let me say yeah started 20 years before that was an eye-opener for me and just even the way that and i guess again that 20 years can be a credit to how they ran things right when it came to we talk about brains versus brawn. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. When they had the meeting with the 12th Street Boys, mm-hmm. T made it a point to meet at a game, a city championship, mm-hmm. bunch of people, bunch of babies, metal detectors, all this stuff to have this meeting with this rival gang. Right. Um, of course, he pays his friend from fuck, white boy from class to sneak a gun and a weapon in for him. That's funny. White, is, a white boy snuck the gun. Right. Like, and, and, and then ask him, are you going to use it? <laughs> Nick, what do you think I got it for? Yeah. Um, they have the meeting. Meech is handling it. T almost feels like he wants to be a part of something. I think a lot of times in, in this, they remind you of their ages. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you, you feel like you're dealing with adults and you're not right this is this is still maybe a 19 year old meech might be 19 yeah i would imagine probably about 19 t can't be any more than 17 still in high school right right so you're you really are dealing with 
kids having very adult um things happen to them mm-hmm. and you're reminded of it sometimes like tease hot-headedness that's a fact in that moment like there was no need to you shit could have went left and i get it someone talked about walking your old girl home from work all right someone bring up your mother it might be time to get, really, get a little crazy really but clack, clack. right but also I, I say it every show we do you sell drugs mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you got played a little cooler than that. It's like just seeing the way they balance things and how it becomes how are we going to play this um i imagine that as t moves on he learns from that he gets older mm-hmm. he has a child that they learn how to schmooze and make family in my mind and again don't tell me if you know um at some point 12th street goes away or they join like yeah, I, I, I can't I, I don't know i would yeah. i mean i'd imagine because because w- if only because of lamar yeah well i w- just just doing this the knowledge right i would imagine that I would imagine that they conquered the area because they they reign supreme, right? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean that's how it goes in history. The the conquerors keep moving, yeah. <laughs> and the niggas who lost, they they be it cleaner product because eventually they're gonna come up from out of Pat's ass, yeah. Because Pat, I'm the jury's still out. I don't know if Pat wants to purposely keep them under him because he notices, yeah, that these niggas about to be these niggas, or if it's. I care about you and you're 17 and 19 years old and you, you think you're ready for this life and know the fuck you aren't. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I would imagine like, yeah. like the thing is, is that, okay. Okay. What we do know is that they call him OG, which means he got some age on him and he's still running shit. So yeah. he, so he, he was kn- driving when they were like nine. There you go. <laughs> so he knows that like, he knows protocol. He, mm-hmm. he knows that like being low, is the way to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't bite off more than you can chew and ambition will get you killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He knows that. So it probably, it probably is trying to hit him with some game, but he's trying to hit him with some game for the purposes of capitalism, right? These guys that are some of your top earners, yeah. you don't want them not buying from you no more. You don't want your top client, you know what I'm saying? Top, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like not buying from you no more. I guess so, two things can be true, right? Yeah. It can be both. It can absolutely be both, but you catch that. And I think even, Again, Wood Harris is a great actor. This is Lane. Because yeah. I don't know which. And right. it's not because I struggle with which could it be. I struggle with which the character is portraying. Okay. Right? Because he starts off, you know, God don't give you more than you can bear. Right. I'm, I'm God, God, nigga. Yeah. Like, in I'm, our relationship, I I'm am God. God. That was a cold quote. Right. But it, and you can't argue with it. Yeah. But then it was still, it felt very uncleish. It felt like your hood uncle who was cussing you out before right. a really good reason. Mm-hmm. But it obviously, but he just got done saying these are my top earners in my stable. Yeah. And they clearly have a reverence for Pat. Yeah. They wanted to buy from him. They wanted to go through him. And even when they talk about leaving, they say, how can we also make Pat rich? Right. Right. So it just, that was interesting to me. It, again, I'm just learning a lot about how they may choose to do things later. Right. They don't seem like snakes at all. They don't seem shysty at all. It, it seems, if you mind, you mind. If you're not though, fuck you. Yeah, but clearly, then I, I get you. I I agree with you. Snakes, they're not. But there's a couple things that make these equation complicated. One, they sell drugs. Well, that, but they they're they're too. very ambitious. And see that sometimes the ambition will cause you to do because th- you're think he's thinking at a certain like he's shooting for the moon. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He wants to be the king of Detroit. Mm-hmm. The so, king of the D, say it right. The king of the D. Hey, yo. Pause, bro. Um, but you see what that gets you. You remember when T.I. came out and started calling himself king of the South? 
Boy, carry your goddamn. No, no, no. But, the king. I know. But that and put everybody a target came on his, his back. fucking neck. So that's what happens how when you want to be the king. Little Flip get him out of here. One day we're going to talk about that. Little Flip got who out of here? Do you remember that beef? Little Flip got who out of here? Do you remember the beef? Okay. okay. Oh, we're going to argue after this what show. What are you saying? We're going to argue after the show. Well, you just said Little Flip got I him out of here. I said what I said. And we're going to talk after this show. How did Little Flip get. And shout out to Little Flip. He a, he a boss. During their beef, not as far as like of careers of course yeah well I'm you saying, gotta clarify okay because what because we're, we're talking we're talking about the beef semi-relevant we're talking about the beef okay all right well like, I, even with the beef i don't know what you're talking we Where can is fight we can fight about that <laughs> you after know because again okay um but but yeah but that that's the ambition thing when you when you want to be the king of something somebody come up that implies that you're sitting on the throne mm-hmm. there's a show called game of thrones that's all about niggas coming for the throne <laughs> okay that's Ambitious. what happens when you when you call yourself the king so yeah. so that's what makes it complicated and something that you you didn't catch you said no i didn't catch it the first watch so okay so watching it closely because you got it whenever you know we saw little meech you know, knocking down cash doll. And her titties. And her titties. And that's Lamar Silas's ex-girl. Okay. Already complicated. Then they we, might have a child together. That's already messy. Yeah. Right? Then we get into the club. And, and she's there. On the right hand of OG is Cash Doll's character. I remember I, thinking it was weird at first, because I watch it twice. So I watch it once right. to always to tweet through. And then I'll watch it being able to pay better attention and catch little stuff. So the second watch I watched it with Cheesy. Right. So I noticed she's in the club, and I'm like, okay, she's in there, but they're not really interacting. Well, that's- he just kind of smirked at her, and I was like, okay. And then I saw her standing next to Pat, right? And I was like, huh? Exactly. So th- and placement means things. Like that right hand is yeah. not a joke. Like that really means something. That like means you can tell something. a lot by what side of a person you're standing on, right? right. So she's standing. To his right and behind him. Yeah, that's his bitch. Like, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be something of that nature because I mean, okay, it's either one of two things: either she works for him, so he 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 pimping her. You know what I'm saying? Either either she. It is Detroit in the '80s. You know what I mean? So she might be getting money for him, selling that thing, or that's his personal stash. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so so regardless, either way that we're talking about, he messing with, he's stepping on weird territory. You know what I'm saying? In and both ways, be it Lamar or Pat, God, if it's both, my God. Yeah. That. So so my guess is that that's going to be a real problem. You know what I mean? That's that's going that that's going to make the situation very 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 sticky. Yeah. Um. And then I also see. Okay. Yeah. That's my prediction. My prediction is at some point, some point, OG. What is it? Pat is Pat. his name. At some point, Pat is going to peep game of, you know, how ambitious, you know, Meech is specifically. I ain't going to say T, but obviously T ride with his brother. So how ambitious they are. And he's going to make a play that's going to set a nigga up, you know, kind of like Frank Lopez did with Tony, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, you, you try to put a hit on him somehow, Tony make it out. Then he do the whole thing where he sit at the table with you now and the phone get call. Your ass out of here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like you we thought gonna, it was. We gonna have a we gonna have a Scarface moment, a Scarface Frank Lopez moment like okay. that. I, I would imagine probably like somewhere around episode Somebody seven. Somebody out of a helicopter this time. Something of that nature. You know what I mean? Put in a trunk with rats. Question: like on, If you're listening, Mac. speaking of niggas getting thrown out of helicopters, who is the motherfucker? That, who is the rapper? 
that got strung up next to a beehive. Yeah, they they mentioned that, and that's I gotta ask um this week in culture about that, uh, because yeah, they made reference to Lamar Silas basically kidnapping a rapper, stringing him up next to a beehive, next to beehive, naked, <laughs> naked, and making until his broad found whatever amount of money they was looking for. Yeah, that's... he was getting stung by bees, naked. Imagine getting a bee sting on your scrotum. Yeah, that's crazy in the Gooch area. That's wild. Imagine. I've been I've been bit by yellow jackets and it wasn't cute. Wasps are useless and every I, wasps literally have no purpose. They're yeah. just angry for nothing. Yeah. They're not even like bees where they pollinate and make things. Wasps were just the spawn of it's Satan's spit. Satan's spit. Oh, like, that's what wasps are. Satan's yeah, spit. Yeah, it's just Satan's spit. That's funny. I hate wasps. They're stupid. Yeah. Um who yeah. is that though? I wonder who that rapper is. I do too. Because I want to have a conversation with him. Because <laughs> what good. did you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you get there? But that's funny because when they go into like Lamar Silas's backstory, they say basically his lawyer uh, pulled an insanity defense and got him locked in a mental institution. And, and here I'm, come this motherfucker Reagan. Yeah, right, letting niggas out, it's putting all- crack on the street, letting crazy people out. And then, and then they, you know, and then obviously they fuck up the uh, Ford Motor job, which to me is probably going to come into play, too, because their father obviously works for yeah, GM. And he kept saying, I'm going to figure this out when he found out they were getting foreclosed on because yeah. Lucille was hiding it. There you go. He was like, let me figure it out. And I, I was thinking that. I was like, and again, it had to be foreshadowing mm-hmm. when Meech was like, you're going to come running behind me. Right. That's not a useless thing to say. That's not a useless thing to say. Yeah. Hey, there you go. You learning. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about foreclosure. Yeah. So th- that has to come into play. The, the the plant's closing. You know, obviously that comes with it too. Because you got to imagine and just think from a historical perspective. People start, you know, crack comes into the community. Mm-hmm. And they can start rocking it up. They start selling crack. Um you saw what it did in snowfall it starts deteriorating communities yeah so then what happens then at that point like the land and the the whole infrastructure of what a company like gm ford whatever the case may be yeah because it's like y'all number one y'all are bringing death and destruction around the property value is coming down this is you know it's not safe for us to be here crackheads and robbing everything it doesn't make sense no more We, we move in our location yeah so in a way in that you know Mr. Flannery, his sons kind of become the reason, probably become the reason he loses his job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which will probably heighten the beef even more or or the or, dissension between them even more. Uh, and that's a prediction. From the pride that we're seeing right now, yes. Mm. But I would hope for the sake of their families, he will put that pride aside and soften himself and let his son help him. And just like, I don't, I'd be watching stuff like this sometimes. I'd be thinking, especially back in the 80s. Yeah. My parents' house getting foreclosed on. You really can't refuse no money from me. I'm going to just go to the bank. Yeah. I feel you saying. You're not taking it? That's cute. I'm going to take this bill. Yeah. I'm going to walk over to Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. Hey, pay this off. Like, I don't... I yeah. wish my mother would sit in my face crying about, I can't accept your money when you're about to get foreclosed. Girl, I know. I heard I know. you. I'll be back in 30 minutes, though. Like, here's the deed. But but you but you know the implications of that, right? Yeah, like, listen, like I know. When the hammer comes down... Do it down, incrementally. When the hammer comes down, this is and it's it, his house. No, if it's still in their name, it's not his house. No, if it's not, if it's still in whose name? If it's still in his parents' name, he can pay the money. Yeah, no. See, you're missing the. See, we we just did. We just watched Cocaine Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. And you remember what happened? The King of my Cocaine Cowboys, King to Miami. You remember what happened when they couldn't nail down Sal? 
they went after his parents because the money because yeah. so the number one thing that'll happen that because the, the feds don't play fair when they want you no they want you they gonna put the squeeze on you and part of putting that squeeze on you is saying oh this drug some, money help this drug yeah. money help fund your parents lifestyle because if so they going to jail nigga I don't care and a lot of times that's how they get niggas to snitch imagine you know my mother being homeless. Yeah, yeah, but what, what? So just doing the math on it, and I don't. This ain't. I don't know. Like we I don't know shit about shit. I've about never, this part we're predicting. I've never read the, the. I've never read like the paperwork on on Meech and T's trial, but I would imagine. Okay, what we're seeing is is a few things. What we're seeing is that he's that he'll take the charge. Mm-hmm. He'll take the bodies like Weebay, right? He'll take the charge for his family. Everybody need a Weebay. Um, and you know. Obviously, he cares about family, so at some point, he's going to force his money onto his family. Yeah, because who you playing with? I, yeah. I hear you. I know. Oh, it's thirty. I know. Clean it up. Dude. Yeah. So I would imagine a when business gets opened, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would. Because the money, because even when they first started to cook up that shake for pumpkin mm-hmm. over in the other area, mm-hmm. so they could, you know. And doing it in your mama's house is nuts, but that's whatever. Wild. Yeah, that's they, fucking disrespectful I mean, listen, shit. They, they that's why she kicked your ass out. That, in all <laughs> fairness, in all fairness, it seems like they didn't have, they didn't have a blueprint for this. You know, Clearly, crack is new. They were putting money in, but I, yeah, but I was saying like they had all this money. They're putting in fucking duffel bags. You're yeah. gonna get too much money eventually. Yeah. You need a business. Yeah. You need a, a laundromat. You need a something, a skating rink. Right. I don't know. Detroit, what y'all got? Little bars and carrying on? A DJ? Yeah. You, you need to start. Pizza Maybe shops. that's where the music comes in. Don't tell me. Oh, no. That's, I mean, yeah, I mean. Maybe that's where the music starts. So that, maybe it started even this early. Because I can't imagine that's a good point. even through this season, yeah. if what we're seeing now, right. even. These niggas got to figure out what to do with this money. You yeah. can't have a, and especially T, right? Mm-hmm. T has his own duffel bags of money. He's still at home. Right. What if Lucille started doing laundry again? Right, right. So so just to kind of like, because we touched on it a little bit when we talked about Jeezy, but let me just make a flat, clear point. Mm-hmm. BMF was heavy into the music industry. Yes. So, you know. They like, foreshadowed that too, with for- them rapping. Right, right. So. So, and this is for people who just don't know the history. Yeah. So uh, just to build on what Six is saying. Um. If they're, you know, music probably allegedly became a money laundering thing for them. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Six is saying with the information that she knows. So Young Jeezy comes from BMF. Blue Da Vinci comes from BMF. Um, Fabulous doesn't come from BMF, but I know Fabulous had an amazing relationship with BMF. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can only imagine there's probably countless other independent rappers, you know, uh, all across this great nation of America that... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That just felt that just felt right. BMF and J. If you know about J. Prince, they're not the same, but you can use that knowledge as far as J. Prince and who right. he is, right? And his relationship with the music industry. Yeah. It's just, not the same, in, but in general, I mean, just for anybody who doesn't know the knowledge, man. In general, the mob, hot money from the mob. In the music industry, have a long-standing relationship. Back to the Italian mob with say, Frank Sinatra. All of Hollywood is ran by Italian mob. Yeah, all of it. Uh, so, so Still. you know, this ain't like a new concept <laughs> yeah. in rap music. Like the mob has had their money in entertainment. You want to clean a lot of money? Time. You make a movie. There you go. And uh, and obviously, you know, there's a lot. There's just a lot of like Italian references. The the, the gazpacho. Yes. You know, there's just a lot of Italian references going on here. So obviously, that's what that's what this is. Uh, so fun fact. So the guy who played the the coach, the baseball coach, mm-hmm. right? 
That's Wood Harris's brother in real life. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Steve Harris. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that no, that's, that's Charles actually, but sure. Charles, what you mean, Charles? From, From Why Did I Get Married? Or Diary of Mad Black Woman? Oh, okay. See, that's I, Charles. I've never seen that. Oh, um, oh no, that's the one where he was in the wheelchair. Yeah, but but first he was wilding out on Shorty. Yeah, and, and then, then she he got asked paralyzed. If he was hungry. <laughs> you should fix yourself something to eat. <laughs> yeah, but that's Wood Harris's brother, so I think that that's fly. so. I'm trying to figure: do they are they like from the Midwest? Are they from that area? Because if both of them, I can like if if Wood Harris, if it was just Wood Harrison, is it wouldn't make me ask that question. But, but the fact that both there, there, it makes me think that they're close to that. Area. And it seems like the people in this show mm-hmm. wanted to be here. Right. There was a lot of campaigning. It's a lot of, and again, it might be because of the brothers' affiliation right. with making this show. But it seems like everyone may have a. They're from Chicago. They're from Chicago. Okay, yeah. so so Chicago's a hop, skip, and a jump from yeah. Detroit. Yeah. So it, it seems that everyone with their hands in this, be it behind the scenes or in the show, mm-hmm. is is supposed to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, they're from Chicago, Illinois. That's dope. That's dope. Um, what else I got on my notes here to talk about? You know, he got his four pages of notes. Come on, man. In closing, back. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Misha established he's the shooter. Okay, so so the obvious villains as we see so far, the potential threats for this season, the Twelve Street Boys. Not potential. That is a threat. Okay, that's a that's a Lamar that's a, Silas is a threat. Lamar Silas is a threat. The Twelve Street Boys is a threat, and we we're foreshadowing that OG may become part of this trifecta at some point. Lala is also a threat. Also, Lala and Fifty Cent at this point are work spouses. You're right, right. Because why right. is she and everything? Yeah, la la everything. Like that's his work wife. Yeah, I can see it. But she's also a threat. Okay. What, what what makes you say that? That walking up and talking slick. Right. And then finding out later. Yeah. And acting like no, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. And okay. then T T little wee wee got hard when he saw that too. Oh yeah, he did. He said, "Fuck OG." No, nah, who that? Yeah. Nah, T. Okay. His dick gonna get him in trouble for this for this season open. So so Lala's like Tanah. What Tanah say was. In, in in season four snowfall that's what you, that's because why saying. are we meeting markeisha and her husband who's markeisha markeisha's lala's character oh okay, okay remember he like it's my it's my wife right Markeisha. right right. okay okay i sorry. forget his name but why do we meet them that's a good point why why was it important for them to know that meech and t are his biggest earners that's a point mm, good point good but point. no Okay. And, it's all, and Lala always brings some mess it's always some shit with her <laughs> she always brings some bad it's always some shit with her uh um, I wonder if this big, I would imagine this big Coney Island, um, restaurant is, is like a real, is like a real landmark in Detroit, but I don't know. I want to know if Duco was actually selling, was that really about a burger? I'm not convinced. Nah, it don't, it don't sound like it. That was an order for drugs. I feel like. Mm, good point. I didn't think about that. That you're probably right. You're probably right on the money with I that. I could be reading too much into it, but it just... Even for an insane person, yeah. that was an irrational response to that changing. Right, right. Unless they wanted us to know exactly how fucking nuts. I think maybe so. Was. I think maybe it's part of that too. It could be, but in my mind, right now as it stands, that was that was he order. wasn't ordering a burger. Right. Because I can see that logic. Because that's crazy. Yeah, I can see that logic. Even for a nutcase, that's crazy. That nah, that was that was legit off the chain. Because poor Jeremy. <laughs> got his face hole slammed right into the uh into the counter big pretty spot he tried to be nice like look i can help you uh-huh. you know what can i get you for uh-huh like um mm, little meach is fine you like little meach little okay. meach is a child but... okay that's what's up 
Sorry, again, y'all. The episode's on as we record this. So I'm, I'm, ch- so are 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 they part Spanish? Like, is your mother Lucille? Is is she is she like part Spanish? You think? I think they just black. You think she's black? She was a light. You know, skin? niggas come light skin with curly hair. Yeah, but Meech do look like like actual Meech, and then even little Meech, they kind of look like they niggas come light skin with curly hair. Yeah, okay. All Nigga, right, you so light skin. If you had hair, it might be curly. Like you, you think I'm, you consider me light skin? I can see you. That's crazy. I'm really not light skin. <laughs> I can see yo, you. I hate when yo. I hate when you and Lil Meech are the same complexion. No, I'm like just like a like a shade darker than not Lil even. Meech. You might be a sh- no. You might oh, be a okay. summer shade darker. Like you. That's are- crazy. That's wild. That like I don't see myself the way everybody else. <laughs> I see can me. see you. Yeah, I see. I got like more red in me though. Like my my skin tone. Now like we talk about more. undertones. Boy, it goes through hell. Yeah, but like, got no, a little, little red hue come, to the kid. Niggas come in light skin in different shapes. Hair. Yeah, but like. No. Okay, all right, I'll leave it alone. I'll Ms. leave it alone. Miss Lucille is a negress. She's a t- <laughs> come on, man. I ain't fucking with okay. you, man. You funny. Her great great grandmother might have been a raped native, if you want to go there, or right. she might have some Creole in her. You know, the the Southern migration. Yeah. But these people are niggas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, one thing I'll uh, another thing I'll I'll kind of point out that they that they're really showing us here is that it seems like Meech and T are both pretty decent fathers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, T, you know, T was there when his son was born. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he ain't want to stay for the baby shower thing thing, but like I mean, niggas don't be a baby. I yeah. mean, they do. That's a, it's a very new thing that niggas be a baby shower. Yeah, but I feel him, man. Listen, I paid for all this. Y'all yeah. do your thing. She said we supposed to be a team. Yeah. Nigga, who we paid? Could, yeah, we obviously we a team, but like Shit. Yeah, but um I thought I I Even think just the that, care that meet show give my nephew. There you go. Yeah. Like they about their family, and yeah. I and I, and I hope, I hope that that remain. I mean, it has to remain because we got little Meech playing his daddy. That don't mean nothing. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, when you do the knowledge, it may L- come in come L- in cycles. Little but... Meech playing the daddy, Uncle T, Southwest T producing the show. You know, no, I mean, I, there I, could have been dark moments, but you're saying oh, that yeah. you hope it stayed. But this this could have been a reconciliation. It could have been a lot of things. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been. You can be missing for ten years and then come back, like. That's a good point. The lifestyle they live in, I don't... That's a good point. It, they're setting it up for us to believe that they found ways to make sure that family stayed the most important. Because even finding, even watching the way it softened his dad towards him. Right. When he made the joke about the Flannery feet. Right, right. right. When Meech was like, you like your dad. And your dad, when Meech was telling T's son, the baby, you look just like your like your pops. And like mm-hmm. his pops before him. Right. And then Mr. Flannery smiled and was like, he got them Flannery feet. You know what that means. Right, right, right. And everyone started laughing. And then how Miss Lucille was shocked that the baby, that Meech's son wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to bring your baby by. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they out this weekend. Well, you make sure you bring them next weekend. Right. It was almost as if, what you mean you ain't got them? Like, it was. Yeah. There's, they do seem like to be set up to be really good dads. I'll, I'll, and really good partners, even. Right. And I like that, man. Yeah. I, I like the fact that, like. I just hope that that remains, man, because that that is. I mean, you know, we talking about a show, uh, and uh, about some of the biggest drug dealers, you know, and but they were men, they in, were real in people hip, in hip hop, yeah, uh, you know, in hip hop culture. But yeah, they were real people, man, and I think I think that that's honorable to take away from it. You yeah, know what I'm saying in the midst of all the bullshit, even the relationship with T and Wanda, like she was almost shocked. Mm-hmm. She expected him to stay, right? Right, like 
it seems like she had good expectations. Right, of him. right. And you like don't do was, that with a fuck nigga. Like it was odd to her. Like, what do you mean you're not staying? Yeah. Like you haven't, this is family that you haven't met yet. Right. Not like you've never met my family, but you haven't met these people yet. Right. And like, why aren't you staying? I told her when you were coming. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. And you don't have expectations of a nigga who drop off money and go. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like those undertones, man. Yeah. And just little stuff like that. It's like, okay, see, niggas be. Yeah. This is why we got to tell our stories. Right. That's a fact. Because that air of humanity where it's just like the undertone of mm-hmm. no nah, we know okay yeah. so nigga was doing all right you right know? baby but, knew that he might dip but she, she expected him to stay right black mafia family and the fashions the hair oh they was killing the fashion game bro. <laughs> baby them blonde crimps <laughs> sit me oh that was that's all you <laughs> when i saw wanda yeah. i said oh bitch we got a show that's what's up them crimps girl yeah. the so, fashions so far everything in the this Cazals, show is on point man yeah. The music. The music. Again, yeah. I am. I always forget Detroit. Did I say it's on on the mic yet? On um, what? Nah. The, okay, so Detroit. I always forget that house music and techno music. Oh yeah, you is, did say that. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah. again, even with that. Well, I mean, let's take it a step further. Hitsville. Right. Hitsville. Motown, Motown is is yeah. from Detroit, man. So they deeply rooted in music. But even showing the building. Yeah. Right. Or right. at, at Meech's coming home party, they were playing house music right when they walked in the club for this the biggest drug dealer in town's birthday party right. it was techno playing right i was like oh shit they are in detroit this is what will be happening in detroit right okay you know was you know just to kind of stay here for a second with the music shit uh i, I made this a debatable question and, it, and to me it's very debatable but a lot of people will probably debate this okay to me when you talk about the influence of music it, like black music mm-hmm. detroit number one virginia number two that's a debate to me. When you talk about the influence of black music, the influence. How is New York? Is New York number three? I, the, New York to me comes behind Virginia. I know, I know, and if, I know we. God bless. I know, and I know it's probably a lot of Cali brothers and sisters listening to this, and New York brothers and sisters in Atlanta, people from Atlanta that's probably listening to this, and and like what. Cursing at they, but I'm but I'm ready to debate that Virginia is number two after Detroit. Period. I I don't know, guys. Y'all have to listen. You might have a debate for real because because to have this conversation, you have to release the idea that rap is the only form of black music. There you go. And if we get into that, we get to talking about techno and house and jazz and New York. I love you, Atlanta. I love you. Yeah, California. I love you, but. We have an entire outdoor museum at our beach dedicated to all your favorite jazz legends because they are from or started making music here. Yeah. A lo- a, we have a lot of roots in, in soul music, jazz, jazz music, Jazz might kind of be low-key hours. <laughs> it could be, man. I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean. Rock and roll. I don't know, niggas. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. We might have. We. I'm telling you. I'm t- the we debate might need is to there. Bring some heads together. The debate is there. Make this a thing. We are direct. It's Detroit, and then it's motherfucking Virginia. But but we're not here for that. No, we're not here to do. But divide we got to figure nothing. out how to do that. Oh, yeah, we need I to figure that, that out. Um, got, that needs to be a conversation on KMC or something. There you go. I don't know where you put that at, but we got to put it somewhere. So, who do you think shot T? At first, mm-hmm. or who do you think? Well, who shot him and where the hit came from? It's kind of like one and two, like specifically who shot him, 
because we may not know that, but where do we think the smoke came from to get so, shot? My immediate thought mm-hmm. was that it was Lamar who shot him. Okay. Um, just out of being batshit crazy, mm-hmm. um, trying to steal or knowing he was me, just or seeing them at the club or something like that is what I thought the motive was. Mm-hmm. But then again, learning from doing this view for so long, when Coach's character pulled over Miss Griffin mm-hmm. to let her know that if she didn't let them sell the drugs to the rec center. Mm-hmm. She was he was gonna put drugs on her son and he wouldn't be able to go to college. Right. We in, we were introduced to that because they showed us his shoes in a mirror. Ooh. When T gets shot, you're introduced to someone walking around the car uh-huh. by seeing their shoes. Oh, look at you, six. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. Six Colombo. Cream cream Latifah. Hello. <laughs> and then for me, that was like. A nigga who will p- pull over a woman and threaten hit a young, a black man who will uh-huh. pull over a woman and threaten a little black boy's future uh-huh. over the right for someone else to sell drugs uh-huh. has to be a snake. Uh-huh. His character, whether whether or not he shot T, I don't like or trust his character. Okay. Um, one, he's a cop. Yeah. Two, you are helping kids sell drugs. I don't. I don't care. Right. Without you're not a drug dealer. You're not a pat. But you're finding ways to help them sell drugs. Right. Which means that you just want to profit off of them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not about, I mean, Pat's profiting too, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. The difference is. Um, and two, you pulled over a woman and threatened her child. Mm. So no matter whether he shot T or not, he's a shitty ass character. He's a shitty character. That's the point. But then it becomes, okay, why would he shoot T? Right. He's a shitty person. There may have been money in it somewhere. Maybe whoever, whatever Meech was breaking him off. The 12th Street Boys broke off more. Mm-hmm. Or Lamar broke off more. Or whomever. Or maybe mm. Marquisha's husband, the, the nigga from the light skinned nigga from the club. Mm-hmm. You the same complexion as him too, by the way. Um <laughs> stop that shit. Maybe he paid him off. But it, for me, it's one of those two. Okay. Um I, I'm I'm not mad at that. Um I feel like it's 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 probably I want to say it's it's come. I don't think it was. I don't think it has anything to do with Lamar. I think that that's too obvious. Yeah, that's um, what I thought too. Like you know what? Um, I think it's the next obvious thing would be Heat from the Twelve Street Boys, mm-hmm. or you know we saw that confrontation with the kids from their school, Kwame, the, the Kwame, yeah, from from his school. So um, that leads me to leave, believe. Kwame ain't no fucking shooter. Well, I don't know because you think about the white boy had the gun. He got access to the white boy too. Like I I don't know. There's there's a there's you know, you ain't got to. I mean, Kwame's, he was. He seemed playing, like a nerdy nigga, but ain't playing football. He might, for all we know, that's Miss Griffin's son. It could, it could be. It really could because be because the other white boy was telling him, "Yo, we have a game set. You can't act like this when they're about to fight in the uh, classroom." You might be on to something. For all we know, that's Miss Griffin's son. I don't. You might be yeah. on to something because because the way even the way he backed down, the when he got punked by T. I mean, by, by, by Meech. Meech at the club. Yeah. Even the way he backed down was kind of like the way Calvin stepped on on Payton yeah. All right, young bro. I see. You got your thing. That's cool. You know. You know, it's, it's one of those like, okay, he, yeah, you now punked him for the moment. I want to watch episode again and see what shoes Kwame had on in the clip. That's that's a good one. I, I think you brought up a good point because they did show us the shoes when yeah. the shooter came. That's a good point. But, uh, but obviously, that's the, you know. I, I want to see how that unfolds because that's him getting shot is going is is the catalyst that's going to bring us into into a little bit more 
violent yeah. tension in this show. Should be some stuff happening. Yeah, because you got to retaliate. Somebody shoot your brother in the head. He was leaking from his eyes. Nigga. Not like, even just that. I want to see what happens with him and his mom and dad now, with Meech and his parents. Oh, that because might escalate they, things. they treated Terry like a golden child, not knowing Terry the nigga who brought the gun yeah, in the house, right? Yeah. And I thought the nigga was nuts. And you kicking me out, but I let you. But I let you. Um, So I'm interested to see, especially what his his mother, not even his father, Yeah. what his mother does. Because his mother told him straight up, leave your brother alone. Right. You're a bad influence. Right. He listens to you. Either be a better influence or don't talk to him mm. no more. And it's like, girl, if you only knew that your... Mm. This little nigga out here wilding. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the dynamic between Meech and his parents. You bring up a good point. While he's in the hospital, I like that. And what they learn, right? Because Wanda knows what's going on clearly, right? So I'm interested to see what his parents learn mm. next episode. Okay, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um. I think I, th- I don't know. I think we stepped on this John enough. Bro. Yeah. yeah, we broke this down very, yeah, yeah. very well. It feels good to be back on it in, is. in this in this format. We missed this. Yeah. We missed our jam. Um, but shit, man, let's get to these Rico Awards. All right. Look, a crew is like an assembly line. They got a whole lot of moving parts and a whole lot of players. But in order for us to win, everybody got a pretty position. Don't ever forget that shit, or you could do like my brother said and get the fuck on. All right, man, we into these Rico Awards. Why you singing it? Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Um, and, and again, you know, we're talking about who we feel like is the the most important character in this particular episode and the most important scene in this episode. And, you know, Rico Awards, because if we were building a case, you know, the, the, the person that we would sort of anchor the case to. That's why we say the most important person. Right. So, you know, just talking Fed terms, trying to shake it up a little bit. Um, yeah. um, what say you, Six? Nigga, um, I'm gonna beat y'all eight mic. I'm If you don't hear us later this week, it's gonna put your eight mic in the hospital. It's a joke behind it. That's all. I can't stand this nigga. Um, so are we going with character or scene? Yeah, let's let's do character. Lamar. Lamar. Okay. He's the most important um character to me this episode, only because he is a hothead. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't know what he's going to do to drive it. And I, you know, he's not going away in the story, but right. you don't know what he's going to do in the story either. Yeah. You don't know what kind of problems he's going to cause where or for whom. Yeah. Um, Is it going to be a personal relationship problem? Is it going to be a professional problem? Mm-hmm. Is he going to start dropping bodies? Is he going to lose his shit? Like he's going to terrorize the neighborhood. They have to do that. It's like, but a lot of, Again, a lot of this stuff was about, and weren't wasn't even really reactions to Lamar. No one's paying him no fucking mind, you know. Right. And it wasn't that he drove anything, but he was like the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Just he's always there under the bed, every scene. Somehow he is there. Yeah. Saying very small or doing very small things, besides hitting Big Meech with the car. But that was big. That's a thing, you know. And then called it missing him. That's mm-hmm. a little scary. Um. Mm. But in Meech regarded as the only nigga who ever scared him in his life. Right. Like adult Meech who's narrating said, I, I'm as scared of a nigga in my life, but that nigga put fear in my heart. So it's like, what you finna do? Yeah. Niggas need to watch you. You need to put a tracker on your little ass because yeah. you keep popping up. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Well, well, you bring up a good point and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why. I, 
that that's a good pick, Lamar. I, I didn't have Lamar, but why you bring up a good point is because when they get into Lamar's backstory about you know how he how he was uh, he basically was a jack boy. he was terrorizing the neighborhoods. I think it was it was Detroit, uh, Ecorse, and River Rouge. Yeah, and River Rouge. There yeah. you go. Um, and basically, because like you see, all right, he's wreaking havoc on Meech and them because. Well, Meech specifically because he's smashing his his ex, mm-hmm. right? His baby mama. Allegedly. But, allegedly. Yeah. But then we see kind of like that scene in the club where they, uh, the 12th Street boys buy him a drink. Mm-hmm. And then and then he was like, yeah, send some milk over there to the, uh, some warm the milk over there to the daycare. Yeah. So I, and, and the way one of the homeboys, the, the one that looked like Farrakhan with the partners. <laughs> oh, brother. The, the way, the way uh, he reacted to it was kind of like, they kind of felt like Lamar played him. So what what makes it interesting and why you pick him is because I think he just about to be I think he just about to stir shit up on every corner of That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And how they, they said that he just he seems to be obsessed with things being the way they were. They were, right. Yeah. So he finna be a problem for everybody. He about to become like a collective interest for everybody. You understand? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really good pick. I'm a, I'm gonna go with the obvious route. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and flat out and pick Meech. Okay. You know, Meech to me obviously was the most important character here. Um, you know, we get the narration from him. You know, we're seeing this thing through his eyes to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's I mean, he's the poster child for BMF. You know, I mean, yeah. shit, Rick Ross got the song, Big Meech, Larry Who. Yeah. You know, and um, just learning so much about his backstory and, you, you know, just it just seemed like the whole episode was pretty much anchored around him for obvious reasons. Well, yeah. But, yeah. So I, but I'm only picking him because you picked Lamar and Lamar to me was is a really interesting pick for this kid, for this particular episode so shout out to you for that um not you give me flowers i do occasionally occasionally you get them jumps yeah don't act like i'm not just a sheer terrorist out here (laughs) these episodes are recorded yeah okay i give you that you're right um for for most important scene what you gonna go with the club which part of the club scene um actually the whole of it the whole of it okay i think that it's set up everybody's story mm. because what you got from Farrakhan Jr. His new, his real name is Marquise. Okay. Um, <laughs> what you got from that was you thought that his character felt like they were played. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was fear because mm. I feel like everyone knows who Lamar is. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I told you don't bother that nigga. Yo. I told you oh, that nigga alone. Good point. Good point. I told you that nigga alone. I like that. I like that iteration better. Right. Yeah. So it becomes damn what we're gonna do about this nigga we're gonna set him off yeah right and that feeds into they could have also picked up on it seems like they did lamar didn't like them little niggas right you don't like the 50 boys right so that feeds into the beef the 12th street and 50 boys already have uh. also lamar is in there watching monique monique is cash doll's character right he in there watching her still uh. we figure out that monique has some tie to pat uh-huh. and that Meech and Monique are obviously creeping. You just knocking this bitch draws down and you just give her a halfway smirk in a club. Yeah. You don't acknowledge her at all when she's next to Pat. Right. That lets me know Pat's going to find out. Oh, Pat's for sure going to find so, out. So for me, that set up a lot of yeah. a lot of the storylines are, are going to come out of this. Even the, with him asking, can we sell our own? Can we buy from you? Yeah. Like, that's obvious, but a lot of the storylines have been set up now right through that, through that three minutes. Ooh, that's good. That's good. So 
I fall. I, I really like that. I think that you're on point with that one. See, okay, so my favorite scene was a branch off of that scene, mm-hmm. which was when they came out and in the whole conversation, like you said yeah. about uh, God won't give you more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the that that was the big takeaway from from um, this episode for the obvious reasons. You know, uh, that that is a speech about ambition. You know what I mean? That is a speech about that is a speech about um, hierarchy. Yes. You know, um, which has to be important in a, a organization. Yeah. I mean, like when you, when you talk just, about capitalism, hierarchy is like synonymous with capitalism. But even know, in like, mafias in general, no matter how family oriented it is, you're right. things need structure they and need, order. Right. To keep the money yeah. flowing the right way. The money the money and respect are like synonymous. Yeah. Right? I say just to keep things. Yeah. Keep be, folks out of jail. Because here's the thing. The thing is, when you when you a boss boss, you not into the shenanigans you're not the one right. that's robbing the 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 milk the of the cigarette trucks right you know you're not right. your hands are not getting dirty you calling the shots mm-hmm. and what happens is, is that you have to instill that sort of foundation because the niggas that's doing that thing they have to kick that they money up they have to follow you blind they have yeah. to and more importantly they have to kick that money up mm-hmm. and and there has to be consequences for somebody getting money and not kicking it up yeah. see that's the whole thing about the respect and then they put the rules in play, you know, where, where it's like, you can't just kill a Don, right? right. See, like, you kill a Don, th- that's a violation. That's a violation for somebody to bust your head with no consequence. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that, so, so all of that, even that hierarchy, it is in service of, is absolutely in service of respect, but in re- in service of respect um, by proxy of monetary gain, because you have to kick that motherfucking money up and you have to know that like you have to feel like i'm a no if you shaving mm-hmm. off the side and 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 the, and the people underneath you that answer to you your henchmen your capos all of that shit they have to be willing to bust somebody's head on account of you mm-hmm. because if that nigga violating is fucking up your pockets mm-hmm. you know so it, it's it's a very very intricate game of like psychology like in the psychology of money that goes on with these these mafia structures so uh, obviously that was him. That was that was Pat basically saying, "Nigga, don't bite the motherfucking hand because you gonna get the whole fist." And even on the flip of that, right? Like that structure keeps people safe. Oh, for sure, for it, sure. It, like he said, the object is to stay out of jail. Yeah, you're doing too much, right? Like, right. I don't care if it makes sense to you. Yeah, do what I said. Yeah, right. So even that kind of reining that in, uh-huh. that pop on the hand. Nigga, you don't know shit about shit. Yeah. Do what I said so you can stay out here looking stupid in this ugly ass suit you got on. That's a fact. This shiny ass suit and shit. <laughs> that nigga was fly. Fuck nigga, that. Nigga, all right. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. Well, shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I, I can't wait to hear what kind of lyric you got to express I, You're this. going first. All right. I'll take it. Yep. You always go first. Why would we break tradition? <laughs> Man, I'm so sick of motherfuckers telling us what to do. And the only way that's gonna change, we gotta start running our own shit. Yeah, that's what I've been saying, Meech. We gotta be bosses, but if we're gonna do this, you're gonna need to learn how to listen a little more and be more inclusive. Otherwise, it's gonna be a short ass rain. All right, better six. We back in this thing for these for the for the lyrics, right? For the yes, the, the best lyric to to, to explain this particular trick. episode. So so. If you followed us from our snowfall episodes, we we called this whole uh, this particular segment. Hove has a or Jay Z has a lyric for everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
we ain't going to run Jay-Z's whole discography into the ground. We know that we did him for 10 episodes. Pause. Yeah. We did it for 10 episodes. Um, other rappers exist. Yeah, other rappers exist. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to carry on tradition. And that way, the spirit of Hove has a lyric for everything. But how we're going to do it on this run for BMF is we're going to pick, we're going to basically pick one rapper or one group per show. Mm-hmm. And we have to come up with a lyric that from that person or that group's discography that makes sense to this episode. And this episode, we're doing UGK. Okay. Yeah. Why are we doing UGK? Because Six's favorite rapper is Bundy. Oh, that's your favorite rapper? Absolutely. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I thought you was going to give me something with more context. Like, you know, they the, you know, they the underground kings. BMF was like the underground kings on the coke scene, on the crack scene. I thought you was going to make it work that way. No, so. you left it wide open and it gave me a chance to use Bum B and Uncle Chad. So Okay. All right. I ain't mad at it. So we're going to go with uh we're going to go with UGK this episode. And uh I'll do the honors of setting this off. Yes, you will. Okay. Shut up, B Mike. <laughs> Shut up. Y'all go find him in a chat. Shut up, Cream Latifah. (laughs) Y'all go find him in a Chattahoochee. I swear to God. In a Chattahoochee. I swear to God. Not not with uh what's his name? Uncle Clifford. Not with Uncle Clifford. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) All right, my lyric is gonna come from (laughs) my 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 lyric is gonna come from the hook of Gladiator, okay? So very simple. To me, it's, it explains it. I'm a And obviously, I mean, I picked that junk, you know, I picked that junk in the spirit of Big Big Meech because, mm. you know, that's that's kind of how we see He ready to go to war with everybody. Mm-hmm. He a gladiator. You know, he got, he definitely, his heart do not pump Kool-Aid. He going to step to the. <laughs> I have heard that in so long. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old nigga. That's an old nigga you slang. Think, you think I'm sweet? <laughs> 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 My dad used to say that. Oh, shout out to your pops for being, a, being an OG. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, that 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 lyric is for Meech, man. He wanna be the king of the D. Pause. You know, <laughs> gladiator. You hey, see what yo. I'm saying? Gladiator. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, my... Shout out to Rick, man. He be listening to these episodes. My little nigga Rick, man. I just little niggas you on the whole podcast. Rick Rick can't whoop my ass, but he but he the pause police. If you ever hang around Rick, Oh, Rick loves saying pause. He gonna pause you to death, bro. I love I love him women. for it. I, yeah, I, I love him for I love hanging around with Rick for that. For, for not only is he genuine, but he funny as a motherfucker, man. Hey, I, Rick, I, how are you? Shout out to you, Rick. I need to call. I need to call you. But um, all right, hit me with your lyric, Miss UGK, Miss Bun B. Am um, so I'm using High Life by UGK. The okay, group. you know I'm not separating the two. Okay. Um, so in verse one, it's um, Uncle Chad, Pimp C. Tired of living fucked up, tired of living bad Tired of hearing grandmama tell me when you gonna go to church, Chad And I'm trying to live up to the image that she would want to see But I got one foot in the street and every week I flip a key I never. So for me that's not even just about the guys and trying to get out of poverty mm-hmm. and 
towards the middle of the episode, his mama was like, hey, yo, I'm sick of this shit. Mm. Like, everybody in their life seems to be like, I am tired of this. Yeah. And I see that what the boys are doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm keeping that one foot inside. Right. But at some point, you can tell, they're like we talked about, they're going to end up needing them. You're right. And I feel like they don't feel good about this either. They feel good about taking care of people. Mm. But niggas don't want to sell drugs, dog. Like, niggas want to be rich. It's a mm. difference. Yeah. Um, so it was more so about the collective of the show. Like, I'm, I'm tired of being fucked up. Like, I'm tired of this shit. Like, right. how do I find my way out and still remain a good person? How do I find my way out and still keep my morals and my faith? Like, mm. These okay. niggas are family niggas. They got kids and, and good relationships and shit. Like, mm. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. All right, good pick. Yeah. I think this is a good episode six. Feels good to be back. It, it I know does. we've been quote unquote back, but this is our jam. Yeah. So. We was we was in summer league with the yes. you know. And if you haven't listened, we we um I mean at this point we've only put out five episodes of the uh cocaine cowboys, the Kings of Miami, but you know, we'll the six will be out soon. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, if you're looking for any more sort of like drug content. Uh, we're your people. Yeah, man. We're your people, man. Uh, jump on that Netflix, Cocaine Cowboys, Kings of Miami, and make sure you listen to our to our short series. And then also go back for season four of yeah, Snowfall. Snowfall. I'm about to say. You know, that's the OG right there. It's OG yeah. classic. Um, but yeah, this is episode one of BMF. We will be back next week for episode two of 50 and Terry Flannery's B. To the motherfucking F, okay? See it, touch it, obtain it, bitches. See it, touch it, obtain it. I like it. Peace. This has been an On Ear Network production.